0: Welcome to the Fearless Women's Podcast, where Dr. Madeline Turner aims to motivate women who are stuck in their lives to shift their mindset and change their behaviors so they can regain their power and achieve the life they truly desire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Madeline Turner. Hi, ladies. Welcome back. Today, I'm super excited. I have Victoria Myers on as a guest. She is a registered dietitian and she's an owner of the private practice Nourishing Minds Nutrition. She specializes in treating disordered eating, orthorexia, hormonal imbalances, and digestive issues. Victoria also co hosts the Nourishing Women's podcast with her business partner, Meg Dixon, where they discuss a wide range of wellness, sustainability, and female empowerment conversations. I was introduced to uh, Victoria a couple weeks ago and um, she's just very bright and personable and she's doing great with nutrition and relating to women and educating them, especially with their podcast. It's phenomenal. So I'm super excited. She agreed to come on today and we're going to get to it. All right, guys. Um, I have Victoria here today, and she is gonna. I'm super excited to chat with her. She's gonna tell us more about what she's doing. So I'm just gonna have her kind of jump on here, introduce herself a little bit more, and then we'll get into it. Hi, Victoria.
1: Hi, Madeline. It's so nice to talk with you today. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yes,
0: and uh, we're both in uh, sunny, cold Florida because it's cold today, right?
1: <laughs> I know. I'm personally soaking it in. I am like. Yep. Not from the not from Florida, so I'm excited about this. I think every other Floridian that hate the weather right now. But I'm not, not
0: from Florida either, but I'm like definitely warm blooded now or thin blood, whatever they say. Like, <laughs> it gets a little cold, I'm like, okay, where's my seat heater when I'm in the car and all that?
1: <laughs>
0: but it's good, it's refreshing.
1: <laughs> it is, for sure. Well,
0: can you introduce yourself a little bit more? Tell us a little bit more about you and your background, and then we'll dive into
1: it. Yeah, of course. So my name is Victoria. Obviously, I'm a registered dietitian. I have been one for um, going into my eighth year here in 2019. So I, um, as a dietitian, I actually do quite different work. than I think a lot of what people think of dietitians, you know, I think a lot of times people think of helping people diet, helping people with weight loss, and though while I did that kind of work in the very beginning of being a dietitian, it was a very eye-opening experience for me that that was not the kind of work I wanted to do long-lasting for my career. So um, in addition to just my own personal experiences, I now work with clients on disordered eating, hormone work, digestion work, and really uh, we always refer to clients like reclaiming your power. I think a lot of women deal with a lot of health issues and they you know, it's very common in being a woman in today's world to diet and to have body image issues, and that's a lot of the work that we do. So, I've got a private practice with a business partner. We actually just brought on a third dietitian, which is super exciting. That's awesome. We have a podcast together, I think. So we have a podcast together too, called Nourishing Women Podcast. And then we also use a lot of Instagram as ways to you know communicate our message to people as well, blogs, all that good stuff.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think that's great that you mentioned that because. When I thought a registered dietitian for like the longest time, it, it was always mm-hmm. that mindset of you pretty much like worked in the hospital and you gave like really regimented eating plans. And I was like, oh, yeah.
1: I'm
0: like, I don't really agree with like the things you're telling people to do or like the help they're doing. But there's been this huge shift in that world for you guys. That's more like intuitive mm-hmm. eating and really helping people reconnect with what that means.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They all call we all call ourselves like non-diet dietitians because it's almost like you have to put that disclaimer out there. It's like, no, I'm not like the other dietitians, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's
0: super exciting. And you've been doing it for a while now. That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been at it for a while. And again, like I, that will actually be part of the story we talked about today. I did the exact opposite work for a long time and I'm so thankful for that experience because it really helps me grow into the type of work I want to do now.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell me, so let's talk about your story. So, you know, um, we're here, we're motivating women who are maybe stuck in in their lives on, and that can be on so many different platforms, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's with body image issues or self-love or relationships. So um, tell me about a time in your life where you were really struggling. You were at rock bottom, you know, you woke up in the morning and you're like, I don't really want to do today. You know, how do I get excited about life again? What did that journey look like for you? And how did you climb out of that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Also, like so much to that, right? But I'll try to do my best to articulate it. (laughs) You know, when you asked me that question, a couple different things popped up into my mind. But the primary thing that really stood out to me was, it was honestly, like I've mentioned is, you know, the work that I used to do. So, Back in the day before, I worked for myself. So I'm about to go into my third year as a business owner. But before that, I actually worked at the government. I worked at the health department. And I worked in a few different settings in there, but I was primarily doing weight management work with people. So I was working with the uninsured population low income which was actually that part of it was really fun and I felt very like I was giving back but it was hard because it was all obesity focused and all the doctors wanted me to give weight loss tactics and of course in addition to that working for the government is it has its pros and its cons right for some people it's very it fits their what their needs are but for me I'm a very self-driven motivated person I knew that I had more to give the world and I didn't really feel fulfilled in what I was doing so I worked there for over five years. It was definitely a constant battle of, I, I feel like I have so much more to give and I have so many ideas and thoughts and it's not really being heard or seen. And when I look back, I think the biggest thing to me was that it was just so not aligning with my beliefs. Like I couldn't even really practice or counsel on the belief systems I had of like how we're supposed to approach it. our body sizes, how we're supposed to approach um, our eating habits, all that kind of stuff. So it's both like a from a Uh, personal like I don't you know I'm such a driven person I don't want to work an eight-to-five job I want to work on butt off and go do all these things and also uh, I can't counsel the way I want to so that was you know that was definitely a low time where I just felt and I think for me personally being involved in my career and having passion in my career is very important to me and a lot of people have passions outside of their career and that fulfills them in that way but for me my career is just so important to me So that was a really hard time because to feel unfulfilled or to feel like you're not helping people or to feel like you're not aligned with your own beliefs, to feel like you're not uh, being the motivated driven person you're meant to be, it's a really challenging thing to walk through.
0: Absolutely. I've definitely been there too. So I can completely relate to you on that one. I am definitely my, like, I want my career to be my passion. Like I Mm -hmm. connect with you with that with hundred percent. And I think times I have not done that are the times I've been very unhappy <laughs> you yeah. know, I had to get out of those situations because it wasn't serving me. by any means.
1: Yeah. And I think it comes down to like knowing yourself, right? Like there's so many people, like my husband's a great example of this. Like he likes his career, it's, but he doesn't love it. And he doesn't care to love it. He has yeah. passions and creative outlets outside of that. And that fulfills him so much Where for me. I'm like, Oh my God, no, like it has to be like all encompassing every part of my being. Right. And it's just, I think it's really getting to know yourself and doing what serves you best because not everyone like entrepreneurial lifestyle is definitely not for everyone. There's definitely cons along with amazing pros to it. It's a lot of hard work. So I think it's just knowing yourself and knowing what you need. So getting out of that was really challenging because I definitely came from a mindset and a family. I had entrepreneurs within my family, but I definitely um, had family members, uh, particularly my dad, who was very much, uh, no, you work an eight to five, you never work for yourself. What do you mean you're going to quit your job? Like, these are just such weird concepts, right? And even more so, like, how do you cover the finances from your job too, right? So I knew I wanted to do this, but figuring it out was so challenging. And I think every entrepreneur or someone who just wants to find a job that they're passionate in even if it's just a side hustle. Um it's really hard to figure that out. So <laughs> I spent like a good two years preparing myself for that. So I started my blog and my Instagram accounts years ago before I even started the business because I knew that's where I wanted to go. So I wanted to give myself lots of practice in that and to figure out if it was even enjoyable because if it wasn't, what was the point, right? And I spent a lot of time researching like how do you even run an online business? How do you start a private practice? So I think the biggest thing I did was just educate myself along the way and really prepare myself. So that way when I did my job it was a very fluid easy process and I actually never went without a paycheck which is extremely unusual for a business to have happen
0: that's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, and so I'm I, moving from like a, a let's say like a more of a secure nine to five job where you know you get a paycheck to being mm-hmm. more of an entrepreneur and running your own business.
1: Absolutely, and I have to credit a lot of that. Again, like we spent so much time preparing for it that I think when it actually occurred, that it was so much more fluid than a lot of people experience. And I'll also say too, running an online business is just such a different experience. You have way less overhead. You still have overhead, mm-hmm. but you also have the ability to grow in a much quicker capacity because you're seeing people. Like we see people all throughout the country. It's not just in this specific location. So growth occurs at a much different rate. Of course, with that, you know, in the online business, it has a lot of different cons in a different way that a brick and mortar does. But that was a really nice process for us because for my personal family, me not having an income was not going to work at all. So I knew an online business was the way for me to go because we couldn't have the situation where we got into even more debt than we already were in to start the business. Yeah, I get that. Well, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. And I would say the biggest thing, you know, uh, when you were saying like, what did you do to get out of it? Mm -hmm. I think, and I actually talk a lot with other registered dietitians who are trying to start their own businesses. And I do talk a lot with other people just in the online business space um, or people who see what we do and are like, how do you replicate that? Like, how do you do that? And I think the biggest thing is people don't believe in themselves. Like no one told me I could do this. If anything, people thought I was nuts when I was like, I'm going to quit my job and just run a business from my home. I like, that is so crazy. Even though it's becoming more common, it's, it's still a really crazy concept to most people. So if anything, I had people being like, are you sure? Like, this doesn't sound like this is going to work out well. So if no one's going to tell you what to do, no one's going to believe in yourself, you have to have so much confidence and belief in yourself. And if I look back, I think that was, you know, even though i would spent so much time researching and preparing, I actually think the the belief in myself and I almost like a stubborn, like, I know this is going to work out. I have no idea how or what is going to happen, but I just really believed in myself. And I had a lot of self-worth that I deserved this and I had a lot to give the world. And I was, I should give it if I feel like I have that capability.
0: That's so awesome. because The women that I see and I talk to, I know things I've struggled with. I think it always, a lot of it comes down to, you just don't believe in yourself either for whatever self-limiting belief you decide to buy into at some point in time that you've been playing in your head for so many years, you know, that for some reason, you don't believe in yourself or that you're not worthy, that you shouldn't have it, you Mm -hmm. know, and and like your case, you knew you were worthy and you wanted it, but, and that you could do it. And I think that's huge because I mean, it's great to obviously have a support system and team to other people who believe in you, but if you don't believe in yourself, how far are you really going to get? You know,
1: I think it's everything, right? And like I said, I have a lot of people reach out and I help, I actually work sometimes with other dietitians getting their own stuff started now. And I'm the, that's the first thing that I'll notice is that people have such a lack of confidence in themselves. And obviously that's so hard. Like if self-worth is a challenging aspect for you, there's going to be a lot of work and self-growth and personal growth to do there. But that's actually where I would say focus on more than anything, because again, no one's going to tell you how to do this. No one's going to give you that confidence. You have to get that to yourself. And I think it does show. Particularly, like in online spaces, and brick and mortars too, but in online spaces, you can really tell when someone is like they know what they're talking about. And they believe that they can really help you. I think you can visually see it a lot. So if you're unconfident and you don't think that you have anything to give others, why would they pay for your services? Absolutely, <laughs>
0: people yeah. will buy from people they trust or they know. You know, they believe in them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They build that relationship with you. And then over time they start to purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll take a chance. You seem okay. (laughs) No, especially not when we're talking like your own health issues or you're working on something as complicated as an eating disorder. Like those are not things where people are going to be like, maybe I trust you.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's a lot of vulnerability that goes into dealing and and working Mm -hmm. through those things.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad you figured it out and that you're doing great things out there. I think that's really Yay. awesome. It's so great that you believed in yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, my mom was always a really confident woman. So I think she instilled that into my sister yeah. and I at a really young age. My sister's an entrepreneur as well. So it's definitely a um, it was instilled in us at a young age. And I'm so thankful for that because it's definitely it's paid off.
0: <laughs> yeah. and then that's so great. I was talking to somebody yesterday and I was like, I think I mean, like, clearly I think there's a lot of good people in the world doing good things, but I think it's really awesome when women are like so passionate and on fire and doing what they love. And because they're just like the movers and shakers, they're like doing incredible oh, yeah. things right now and influencing and changing things. And
1: and it's not to say men aren't doing that, yeah. but I really think there's a movement with women in particular right now. And honestly, it's our time. Like it's yeah. time for women to be doing this kind of thing. I agree.
0: So, and then <sighs> people, you know, like you doing this and then influencing other people, like, I think it's great, especially with like eating disorders and those type of things, because mm-hmm. what if we can have a generation of like young girls who look up to us and they're, and they don't have to struggle with those things, you Absolutely, know? how incredible will that be?
1: Yeah. It's all empowering. Right. And it's empowering yourself to make those changes in yourself first. I talk to women and I'm sure you do too about, you know, old generations, the way they looked at it was like, you give to others, you take care of your children first, you never take care of yourself. And we're like, no, like you take care of yourself first and foremost, you're going to heal all these things going on. And then you can really empower the next generations. And I really do think we can eradicate things like disordered eating and body image issues. I think it's going to take generations to actually do all of that, but I actually think it's a possibility now. We're changing the conversation.
0: I think so too. I mean, we didn't get here, you know, overnight by any means with people saying like the standard of pretty or skinny is a certain Mm -hmm. thing. Like those were created somewhere down the line and put into our brains. So it doesn't get fixed overnight, but it absolutely can heal. I, mean, I think
1: this is the first generation that's ever questioned it, right? <laughs> like, I don't think there's ever been a time where people didn't take that as the authority over their own bodies. They took it at face value where now we're like, wait, do I have to do this? Like, is this true? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's so cool.
0: <laughs> so I mean, it's going to be so awesome to see it change over the years too. I
1: know. I'm like so excited about it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, So tell me more about what you're doing now. I'm super excited for you to share this with um, everybody listening today, because I think there's a lot of people out there who can really benefit from it.
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate that. So I do a bunch of different things within the realm of being a dietitian. Um, so the main thing I'd say, so I again, I have a private practice. It's all online. We see clients throughout the country. And the main thing that we work on with people is recovering from disordered eating and actually orthorexia. Do you know what I mean when I say orthorexia? I would do, you like, me to,
0: but yeah. I would like you to describe it for people. Yeah. Who know.
1: <laughs> so orthorexia, if you've never heard it, because it is a relatively new eating disorder, um, is still not even technically in the medical uh, dictionary yet. But it's an unhealthy obsession with eating healthy so sure. people are become obsessed and fixated and that is like my classic client so there is nothing wrong at all with enjoying health and wellness I am definitely a wellness guru myself but there's something about certain personalities and certain characteristics where we take it on as the authority of our bodies we become dogmatic and rigid and have no flexibility with how we pursue health and um, fixing our health issues and just how we approach eating on a daily basis and those are those are the clients who do develop orthorexia. So that's definitely what we specialize in the most at Nursing Minds Nutrition. So we don't see people at like the full-blown eating disorders, just simply because as a virtual online business, it's really difficult to give them all that they deserve to have. So we see people at the talent or people who have the orthorexia. In addition to that, um, anyone, most women who typically have Disordered eating, orthorexia, health issues are almost always going to be accompanied by that. And the most common things that we see are digestive issues like irritable bowel syndrome or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and then also hormonal imbalances. So I most commonly see, I guess, see a ton of hypothalamic amenorrhea, which means someone has they once had a period but then they've lost it and they lose it typically because of the disordered eating. And then we also see a, a good amount of PCOS as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. So. Do you, I think that's great. I want you to elaborate a little bit more on that because I know there's mm-hmm. so many women um, with me practicing as a chiropractor that walk into my office and they have so many issues that they don't know are linked to their hormones. And then typically when they're going to their, let's say you're like more regular MD doctor, you know, and it's nothing against them. It's just how their schooling was set up and how their mm-hmm. education is. They're automatically like, well, here, take this essentially as part mm-hmm. control. Like that's the only like solution they have for them. They never ever take it back to what major system break? Like, why is it not functioning properly? And how
1: do we actually heal it? Because putting synthetic hormones in it is a (laughs) bandaid. Yeah, yeah. And you know, maybe a person needs a bandaid for a period of time. And it's not, yeah, I'm of, of the same stance, you know, it's not hitting on doctors, but we also we really do need to start being a little bit more aware and educating ourselves more on the detriments of the birth control pill and different types of birth control. There's a time and place for them. But our biggest issue with them is when they're being used to mask symptoms, not when they're being used for actual birth control. And 60% of people who are on birth control are on it to mask their symptoms, not because of actual birth control. When you think about that, that's pretty staggering statistics, right? So we find clients come to us like, I've never had a client who's like, I, from a young age, have known my cycle. I know when I ovulate. I know when I menstruate. I'm connected with my body. That never <laughs> happens, ever. Like, ever. <laughs> and, again, it's, it's where you want to get, like, empowered thinking about, well, if we can have these conversations in our generation, imagine, like, us teaching our, our children or teaching the next generation, like, about their cycles and connecting with that. Because I think – personally connecting with your menstrual cycle and this idea of like cyclic living, I think that personally really reconnects us to our feminine power. And then that way we can really begin to do these things like take over the world and really do all these amazing things that we're doing, meaning the movers and the shakers, right? But you can't think you are a man's body, right? Like our whole system is set up on males hormones where they have a 24 hour cycle and they have the same energy day in and day out. Women do not have that at all. We have a 28 to a 35 day cycle our energy ebbs and flows so, so differently. So that's a huge part of what we personally do. In addition to talking about having a healthy relationship with food and with your body, we're talking a lot about what does your menstrual cycle look like? Do you have PMS symptoms? If you do, do you potentially have an estrogen-dominant situation? What can we do to support that? And if they don't have any symptoms at all and they do have a period, maybe it's just educating them on, this is what ovulation feels like and this is how you know you're ovulating and this is how you you know, you're about to menstruate and maybe you're going to notice your energy change or you're going to notice your desire to exercise is going to be different for different types of the week. So that's that cyclic living that people are talking a lot about these days, which excites me to know. In because again, I think it really reconnects us with our own bodies and that's a very empowering tool. And then like I also mentioned, we actually see a ton of clients that don't have a period at all. So they can't do these fun things like cyclic living or even think about like, am I autoing? Am I menstruating? Because most of them haven't had periods for years or they're just getting off birth control and they've been on it for a decade and they have no idea. Right. Because when you're on birth control, like I was on it for 12 years as yeah. well. You don't have the ups and the downs. You don't know what it feels like. It's just the same all the time. Um. So it's, it really is empowering to reconnect with that. So it's figuring out like why. As you mentioned that you probably see this a lot too, but like what are the root causes to why that person doesn't have a period or even if they have PMS or different things going on with the hormone adrenal fatigue or is another thing we'd see a lot of why this is happening and it's almost always going to be connected to their sleep, their stress levels, their food and their, their exercise too. And then we'll even talk about things like social connection. Do you have a relationships? Do you have creative atlas in your life, hobbies? We look at wellness from such a linear lens. Most of the time, people are just so fixated on the food and the exercise, but so much encompasses health and wellness. And that's what we utilize in order to get people's periods back.
0: Oh, yeah, so awesome.
1: <laughs> and and we do use herbal supplements too. So if sure. we get lab tests done and we do herbal yeah. supplements, which I think is to me, it's one of the funnest ways to use food as medicine because you yeah. are using very specific dosages of specific things in order to regain the cycle too. In addition to all the awesome work that they're doing, but yeah, it's really cool to know that like you can also like empower your like through lifestyle habits and the ways that you treat your body, you can also make a huge impact on your health too.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I know, I'm sure you see it when you talk to women about it, they just, and it's again, just the way our society is like programmed everybody to think that everyone thinks it's supposed to be terrible and they're supposed to be in pain and it's just supposed to suck. And they have to like, it's just something that happens. And it's, it's, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be an empowering thing if you know how to connect to your body and
1: listen to it and see what's really going on. And it doesn't hurt. And yeah, I couldn't agree more. So, like the moment someone says to me, "I'm having period pain. I hate my period," I'm like, "Tell me more. Like, what's going on? Like, what are your symptoms? What's going on before you menstruate? Like, ovulating? Like, what? Do you, how do you live your life? Because that is so not normal." And I couldn't agree more. I think we live in a society that promotes this idea of two things: of like your period either sucks and it's terrible, or it's you never talk about it. Don't ever bring a tampon out in public. Right. No one. No one is to discuss this. Right. So how are women? Like, how are we even supposed to know what's normal when no one talks about it at all? And I think that's where, like, there's a huge shift happening right now within the wellness and just the medical world in general. People are actually talking about their periods. And I am so freaking excited about that.
0: I know. It's so great. (laughs)
1: Like, yes, let's talk about periods. Let's talk about sexual health. Let's talk about vaginal health. Like, like you deserve to have good health. And these things definitely affect your day to day life.
0: hundred percent. I agree with you.
1: Well, great. I'm glad that you're doing that. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's wonderful work to do. I am so, so fortunate to get to do this on an everyday basis. So I do not take that for granted. <laughs> Good. Awesome.
0: Um, is there anything else you want to share about what you're doing on your podcast and with your business? Oh
1: yeah. So I guess so. Yeah. Sorry. I got went on a rant of like what we do, but so a lot of the podcast is centered around the conversations of like what we do in our private practice. That's a lot of what we talk about on the podcast, just trying to give as much free education, education and information out there as we can. Obviously not everyone can afford to work one at once. We just want to help as many people as, Possible, but we also talk a lot on the podcast, and then again, just our different channels of things like Instagram, blogs, emails, that kind of stuff. Um, body image is definitely a conversation we have a lot, or definitely believe in like body positivity. Um, I talk a lot about um, wellness without obsession, is the conversation we have a lot, which is like again, talking about social connection and creative outlets and all these different ways in which you can approach health. It doesn't always have to be a food and exercise mm-hmm. theme. We talk a lot about sustainability and the organic movement on our podcast as well. Um, My business partner, Meg, is definitely a big advocator for sustainability, and I'm a huge fan of it, too. I think, you know, if we're going to care about our what we're putting in our bodies, we also need to think about the impact of the environment and our planet and the way that that's impacting things as well. So we kind of hit a bunch of different topics, and now, because I'm pregnant, we're talking about pregnancy and how to approach pregnancy, and I am so excited about, like, talking about um, baby afterwards and just raising a toddler with these, you know, these belief systems and these actions and also how to approach it from like a non-toxic natural way of uh, raising the child as well. So we'll be hitting on all that stuff oh, in the coming, great. yeah, coming episode. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I also do a lot with pregnancy and postpartum moms. And um, again, there's like a lot of information out there, but it's like very confusing for them and, and yeah. what's right and not right. Or like you said, it's about, you know, connection and building your support system and what you want out of that. So Mm -hmm. how do they do that? And how do they find the right information and the right people to support them in that journey? So,
1: yeah, I couldn't agree more. There's a lot of different information out there. You just got to find what resonates with you. And I I think with moms, especially, I feel like there's, and with women in general, there's a movement to become more supportive, but there's still that comparison and judging thing going on. But with the mom world, especially, it seems to be that way. So I'm excited to hopefully bring a new lens to it of you know, I, this is not like saying just cause I do it this way means that you have to, but here's right. what I'm doing. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's great too. And I'm not a mom, but I definitely have friends who are, and you know, you do hear that from them and it, mm-hmm. especially being on social media, there's a lot of, it's not just in the mom world, but there's a lot of comparison. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of people put on social media, all the perfect things. And I can't imagine trying to raise a child and a mom and you're a new mom and you're a brand new mom and you're so hormonal and, and you're seeing like. Which you essentially think is perfect out there, and then you're struggling. But yeah, it's I'm sure those other ones are struggling too. So to
1: brings some yeah. more to it. Yeah, I think it's just so important to be realistic with stuff. Yeah. And I'm an internal optimist, so I almost always end up taking things from like a positive. View. Yeah. But at the same time, like let's be realistic. Like it's not no one's life is rainbow and butterflies all no. the time. Like no one's life. And if people think that a lot when I think you own your own business and you work from home. I'm like, y'all, no.
0: right. it's
1: not like that. I promise
0: I spent like a couple hours trying to post something on Facebook the other day because <laughs> Facebook wasn't cooperating, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like some things are out of your control. Or
1: I forgot to shower today because I yeah. was working too much. Like it's not always glamorous. No, <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> it is. It's totally worth it. Like I said, it's just, it has to fit your personality and your needs for sure. But
0: absolutely. <laughs>
1: so
0: funny. All right. What, tell me what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Uh, The best advice I've ever received, don't give up.
0: Pretty simple, but great.
1: Yeah, don't give up. Uh, If you believe in something and you believe it's worthwhile, don't give up on it. And that could be taken in so many different ways and so many different beliefs. But yeah, don't give up.
0: Awesome. And tell me, so I know you definitely have your podcast, so I'm sure you should, you, everybody should go listen to her podcast and I'll have all the information in the show notes. Is there anything else that you're into for like self-development and support? Is it, are you a podcast person? Are you an audible person? Do you like to read books?
1: Oh, my goodness. Books for sure. And uh, podcasts next after that. But I'm definitely a book junkie. I'm like one of those. I'm like one of the few people left that I refuse to read a book on any type of Audible or Kindle. I'm like, no, I want a book and I want it in my hands. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) So lots of book craving. Yeah.
0: Any particular one you like?
1: Oh, I, I mean so many Uh ones that come to mind right now that I'm rereading the power of now by Eckhart Tolle right now. Okay. So that's one that is really hard to get through because it's so nuanced and like being present. Um, But I'm rereading it for the second time and I definitely have like a new lens on it right now. I also love Inward by Young Pablo. Have you ever heard of that? Uh,
0: I follow that person on Facebook, but, or um, Instagram, but no, I have not. I need to check it out.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. His book is amazing. I love poetry. I have a couple like uh, Rupi Kaur I really love as well, but Young Pablo is, it's just short poems, but the, what you gain insight and knowledge from from those short poems is just all encompassing. I love it. So those are books I reread like almost every morning and then in the evening I'm usually reading honestly some type of like nutrition book or sure. some type of like trying to like get caught up today on something with like hormones. That, like my friends are always like you need to start reading some like fantasy stuff. I'm always like nah. in
0: like, the same way. There's not time for that. There's not time for that learning.
1: <laughs> I need to learn more. Maybe one day I'll come back to that. But <laughs>
0: Same way. Okay, great. I'll have to check out some of the other ones too.
1: Awesome. Is there any last words
0: or advice that you have that you want to share?
1: Yeah, well, just, I, I think a thank you to you that you're doing this for women. I think this is such an awesome idea for a podcast and I'm super excited to watch it and see it grow.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm so glad that you are on here with me.
1: so well, thank you for journey. having me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks.
0: You're welcome. I'll- I want to thank Victoria so much for being on the show today. It was really fun recording with her. And if you are looking to get in contact with her, please look down on the show notes. All of her information is going to be down there, her podcast, where you can find and follow her to keep in contact and keep up to date. And if you're interested in working with her as well. All right. Um, thanks again for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, please give it a five-star review and subscribe to it and share it with your friends. If you are, are looking for a community to join. I have a free community for women on Facebook where it's private. You can be there. You're, you're there to find your tribe, build your tribe, find support for what you're going through. I encourage everyone that's there to post and participate. And of course, you'll see me in there as well. And you can also give me new um, podcast ideas if you're looking for different topics. All right, ladies, I think you all are amazing. Thank you so much for listening and supporting me and being here. Until next time, go be fearless.